they're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth the Report, with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. The news game's been all over the place. I mean, the truth of the world's been all over the place. It's like, I see divides everywhere. You know, some people are mad at people for not believing about, like, some truthers don't believe about the election thing or don't care. And, you know, there's all kinds of fucking beautiful things going on. But, I mean, there's a lot of unity, too. But it just means a lot of people are bickering over uh, a lot of useless stuff, really. Just more distractions. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, divide and conquer uh issues at play right now and they're being pushed forward a lot for sure i totally agree and then like me i was going through a lot of the uh articles and stuff and that's why i started with this one because first of all i love fucking uh zero hedge to me zero hedge is like one of the top because they have just so they're just so in depth and they're constantly story after story after story of accuracy you know what i mean like they bring a lot of uh good questions up that's why I started with that uh, horrifying future, the the World Economics Forum vision for a post-COVID world, which yeah, we've been that, focusing on a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I just rediscovered uh, Zero Hedge actually recently, and yeah. he said they're they're on point with a lot of, uh, you know, their reporting and kind of breaking it down into more like, like you know the 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 counter narrative propag- like propaganda yeah the, in a to, way they're to to kind of like uh uh take them out of the shadows like kind of like bring a lot of things more to light yeah i, I would agree they they have done very good jobs with that like cuz a lot of people aren't covering the 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 whole great reset i know tucker carlson probably the only real mainstream um out of anybody, whether newspaper or anything, I mean, there's a few mainstream newspapers that have kind of maybe danced around or touched it, but most of them seem like it's a positive thing. Yeah. And it's it says uh, they're calling resetting the future a white paper, meaning it's not a quite a final version. It is a draft of sorts, a trial to measure people's reactions. It reads indeed like an ex- uh, an executor's tale. Many people, many people may not read it, have no answers of its existence. If they did, they would go on. They would go up in arms and fight their le- uh, latest totalitarian blueprint offered to the world by the W. Uh, you know the World Economic Forum. It it promises a horrifying future to some eighty percent plus of the surviving population. George Orwell's 1984 reads like a beginning fantasy as compared to what the World Economic Forum has in mind for humanity. The time frame is in 10 years. By 2030, the UN Agenda, 2020, uh, Agenda 21, 2030 should be Im- implemented. Planned business measures in response to COVID-19, an acceleration of digi- uh, digitized work process, leading to 84% of the work process as digital or virtual video conference. Some 83% of people are planned to work remotely, i.e. no more uh, interaction between colleagues, absolute social distancing, separation of humanity from human contact. About 50% uh, of all tasks are planned to be automated. In other words, human input will drastically diminish even while remote working. Accelerate, uh, accelerate the digitalization of upskilling, reskilling education technology provided. 42% of skill upgrading of training for new skills will be digitized. In other words, no human contact in all computer, artificial intelligence. And it kind of keeps going on, you know, like, I mean, if you, people haven't read it or... Um, you know, we'll ha- again, we'll have it up. I know I didn't get all of my article dumps this week because I was so, like, slammed at work and shit, but I'm still uploading. I've been uploading little by little, you know, and um, I'm going to fill all these articles as well. And I really think that people should look into the World Economic Forum. Go to their website, check out what they're actually talking about, and see for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do your own reading. Do your own research always. Um, don't trust us. Don't take our word for it. Look into it yourself. You, you there's have some, to. and there's some other resources too. Like, for example, they have a Spotify uh, 
channel, which we've been kind of going into a little bit, which is interesting stuff there, you know, getting their propaganda side of things on it. Yeah, you can go listen to their podcast and kind of like see what they're coming at because like a lot of people have been coming at this uh, our page lately because like uh, I don't know probably because like people probably send us send our post to them or something you know and I guess you know, I'm assuming right and people get pissed off like and I don't give a fuck I say whatever the fuck I want because like that's just how I am but I've been noticing like people are telling me like I had some guy arguing with me earlier because I posted something about like science and it was like he was arguing that that's marketing and not science and my thing is like well there's always something behind science like do you think someone just goes hey how do you think something's created first of all is that not science how it's created so that means somebody went through science to create that thing right and he's trying to tell me like oh you're saying this and I'm like first of all how do you I posted a meme right and now you're analyzing it and telling me what I intended it for to be and what it, so how come my the things you disagree with have to be explained and have to have some kind of substance. But if you don't, if, but if you agree with it, who gives a fuck? It can do whatever it wants. And, and exactly. that's it. And I was like, that's your perception, man. Like your perception is how you see it. And you perceived it to be that way. I'm just putting shit out there. My thing is I'm not against science. I fucking love science. But this whole fucking, hey, let's just believe the science is bullshit because through history and because I was trying to think of stuff to show them through history that, I mean, it's true. Like, I couldn't think of too many things at the time. <clears throat> and then, you know, then they discredit you because they're like, oh, that was like 40 years ago. And I'm like, look, all I'm saying is science fucks up, man. It's not. And it changes. Good, or bad, yeah. whatever. Like, it's I'm not even saying that these people did a like, oh, ha, 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 they're getting them. No, man. I'm just saying you can't wholeheartedly trust any science because it can change and it can be altered. It can be something that um, we're not, we don't want it to be, you know, like you said, like uh, evil, but like maybe they intended to be a shitty product to kill people, but they maybe they were lazy or maybe they didn't see this part. And I think people need to like, just, I just don't think that we sh should have a problem with people questioning things. And when you question things, it seems like people are really like ready to jump down your throat. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's interesting how, like, the mainstream media and a lot of the, uh, you know, the powers that be basically just throw everyone under this big umbrella of, like, oh, these people are anti-science. No, 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 no. We're actually doing the research ourselves and coming up with our own scientific sources. And there's a lot of it, too, right now. There's a lot of it coming out right now, especially over vaccines and the lockdowns and whether masks work or not. We're seeing that um, new articles, new studies every week. So, I mean, the, they're the ones that are anti-science because they're not willing to have a debate on the topic. It's, you know, they're going against the scientific method itself where it's never settled. The debate is ongoing always. Yeah, it's never settled because it's going to constantly change. It's going to be like, well, what about this element when you add this to it? Because then there's especially that every human's completely different. Like with the yeah. whole mass debate that's been constantly having the only t and people go, well, I don't hear nobody else talking like the other side of it. I'm like, well, first of all, you must not be looking for that information. And a lot of those people are getting censored, man. Those people are getting take their YouTube channels are getting yanked off. And then people go, well, they're probably getting yanked off because they're saying misinformation. And I'm like, well, what's misinformation, man? Like, it's just it just kind of like changes everything. Oh, right now we were talking about pretty much the World Economic Forum, and then I was discussing um, how uh, people kind of like uh, misunderstand posts and like what people's intention and how that we like to question things and we're saying about science, but you know you got to question science and you got to try to like um, figure out what it's really what it what's behind it. Like who the the scientists behind that? You got to find the money trail. If there's a money trail then that means there could be something sus going on. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you got to follow the money with these people, especially when it's coming from like big pharma studies and like especially with this vaccine stuff right now. And we've got a couple articles linking to that um, coming up. But, you know, they just want to control the narrative. They don't want anyone to question them. I mean, they've already got their studies that no one can even really see the data on. And then they're getting approved real quick through these FDA and other uh, governmental bodies without any sort of oversight. So we're the only people that are actually doing the due diligence to actually counter the, the research and the narrative. Yeah. And then like like uh, and the main people that are reinforcing this stuff. And that's like that one I uh, showed, you know, Micah from that uh, in the morning that I think she's MSNBC. 
uh, Micah Brzezinski. She uh, she was like just pretty much scolding and mocking about like uh, mask and telling her like, oh, you know, it's not it's not it's not about being polite anymore. You know what I mean? We got to tell these people that you're a fucking idiot and that you're trying to kill people. You know what I mean? They're they're really pushing this narrative of like you're trying to kill people. And I think that is insane in itself because that's really going to cause more harm than help. Yeah. Well, they're going to use the most uh, emotional leverage they can in their trying to silence people that don't, you know, speak the same message as them. Yep, exactly. And that's the, the, the point of it. And that's I think that like just like with the whole voting thing, like the what's going on with the voting. There's been a lot of fucking evidence. Like, you know, I, I sent you that article about voting machines are totalitarian tools dressed in uh, cope for democracy, ex-intelligence officer says. So he was talking about, that's the Ebok Times, and he's pretty much saying, like, man, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. And But we've known this. The thing that that disappoints me is that we're playing this game that everybody's like, wow, what the hell? Like, we know that it's been rigged. We've known this for years. This is not even a new thing. Like, just goes back to JFK with the mafia, you know, rigging the election for his uh, uh, benefit. So there's always been these things, and they try to act as if um, this is a new deal. And I think yeah. that we need to recognize that this is not about Democrats. This is not about Republicans. It's about us being free, uh, like having what freedoms we have left and trying to fight for more, or it's uh, it's we're done. Like, I was listening to Ron Paul. I listened to a lot of the Liberty Report, right? And he said, you know, if you believe in liberty, there is never, and it's, he hasn't just said this plenty, but it, in liberty, there is never a time when there is not a totalitarian state trying to take away your liberty. There's, it's never going away. It's not like a movie where you defeat the dragon and you're like, yeah, freedom, peace, and love forever. No matter what, there will always be a time when tyrants try to take our liberty away from us. Absolutely correct. Um, the battle is never done. It's never won. It's just you're either winning or you're losing. But it's a constant state of struggle. And people are very complacent in this kind of modern era and are, you know, easily kind of buy into the comfort that they have rather than realizing they're losing a lot of liberties right now at a rapid pace for the for safety reasons. Alleged safety, too, because you can't prove that wearing a mask has actually saved a life. You can say it saved a life. You can say that all day, but you can't statistically back that up. You can't. No, it's a placebo, can, really. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm trying to tell people. And my whole thing, too, is like I'm not against people wearing masks or for, against people not wearing masks. My thing is it depends on you. And, and you're, I don't know your life. I don't know what medicines you might take. I don't know what things you might need to live your life. Maybe that would benefit you. Maybe it, or maybe it would hurt you worse. I, either way, it's not up to me, man. I just am a big believer in everybody making their own decisions, what's best for their life, because it's different for everybody. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we're seeing, though, is uh, they're trying to destroy individual liberty and individual uh you know, critical thinking thought, like trying to basically say your rights and liberties end where other people's safety is concerned. And that's where the mask thing kind of bugs me in a big way, because for one, there's no proof that if everyone's wearing a mask, it's still not going to spread. Even though it might be a slightly reduced statistic, it's still no guarantee at all. Yeah, for sure. It is not guaranteed at all. It's, so and then, then what's the, the point at the end of the day? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's, I mean, yeah, it's true, man. And especially all the science before 2020 had said the ineffectiveness of masks. You know I know. I mean? <laughs> and you can show people that are pro-mask these articles, too. And they're like, well, that's old, you know, like there's new articles that saved aware. I'm like, oh, man, you you're not even reading it, are you? <laughs> and yeah, but these new articles are only 2020. And the thing, too, is when they don't read these studies, like, for instance, the CDC from the get-go has never stated that masks work. They say they probably work. If you look at the wording, the wording is important because they're not trying to put it uh, in a way where they can get uh, – any uh, lashback, you know what I mean? Any pushback because they don't want to be saying that, no, 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 we, we never said 
that 100% works. They're careful with what they say. We said that yeah. we probably think that it will be effective. Yeah. And it's kind of the same logic with a lot of these like lockdown measures and then with the, you know, the efficacy and how efficient the vaccines will be. You know, the, the survival rate is higher than the, you know, the efficacy rate of the vaccines. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, then for them to even say they've already said it, uh, uh, parliament people have said it, uh, Fauci has said it already. After the vaccine, you'll still be wearing a mask. Yeah. So what's the point? I know, this is like for me, it's I like, I don't know. They're, I think like it's all a big psyop just to see how much they can get away with and how like how people won't, you know, stand up for against this. But I think more and more people are waking up to it. People are getting sick of it, especially with lockdowns and, you know, the potential of losing their livelihoods, like businesses and stuff like that. Seeing a lot more people kind of standing up for themselves, which is cool. And yeah, like we were saying before too, like, and I've always been trying to say this to people, it has to get bad enough for for you specifically. Like, and it's not like a selfish thing. It just happens. It's human nature. You know what I mean? Like when your life is going pretty good, it is tough to see some of the things burning around you. You know what I mean? Because in your inner circle, it's pretty good. So I think people got to respect that too. And it will get to that level. And it's slowly getting there that where people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to what? Like, and then yeah. you're going to take away it. No, 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 no. Okay. And and we got to remember, too, that these loud people on Twitter and Instagram are just loud. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. They don't. They uh, I, see, us. I see a little comment from Tammy Frank saying, uh, it's not safe to shut our, your, our mouth in our airway and we need to breathe fresh air. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't like when they put masks on children when. Yeah. Masking kids is. And and pretty much all the stuff that's going on, like keeping kids out of school and online learning, like this is all really detrimental to the mental health and like the yep. development of our kids and our youth. And uh, it's just it sucks that so many people are going along with it. But you're seeing it even in like mainstream articles now. It's like saying kids are struggling with online learning. Kids are struggling with, you know, this quote unquote new normal where they're socially isolated from all their friends. <laughs> And when they're talking about these suicides, the thing that they're also failing to mention is that a lot of these, unfortunately, suicides are children, like teenagers, you yeah. know, like between the ages of like 11 and 17, because, you know, they, they can't interact with their friend. Like, you know how it is when you're a teenager, you, your friends is all, well, not for everybody. I understand that there's some people who don't have friends, but for the most part, as a teenager, that's, you're like, fuck my family. Like, you know what I mean? Unless it's like your cousins that are your age or whatever. You're you're yeah. just so entangled in this uh, life of learning and discovering new things with your friends. So I think it really is it not just hurting like like listening wise and emotionally, but it's just like d disconnecting of being a human being and experience what life is for people. Yeah. It's uh it's tragic and it's going to take some, you know widespread civil disobedience to kind of break the cycle right now we're getting there but we we need more of it you know That's people like need to kind of connect with people in their own community like yep. if you're a parent and you have kids you know connect with the parents of your kids friends yep talk about talk what about are they stuff. yeah see what they're like that's a great thing you said because um I know I'm getting off topic, but who cares? We get off topic all the time. <laughs> yeah, we but do. What's it called? Uh, what's it called? Uh, um, my niece the other day, I was like, I was like, you know, went over and talking to her, and then like I see my niece, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? She's playing with the app, and it was a AI app, and it was a like, oh. uh, Amazon app, and then she, you know, it wasn't like a crazy one. It wasn't replica, but then that's crazy because then she tells me, like, she's 10 years old by the way, and she tells me that her friend was telling, her, oh, have you? She goes, Uncle Sean, have you heard about this? Uh, uh, uh. At this AI app called Replica, and I was like, "Yeah, have you?" And she was telling me about it. Let her friend use it, and I was like, "Man, that's just crazy that I that yeah. they're even pushing this." Then now these fifth graders are learning, or fourth or fifth—I can't remember what grade she's in—but um, are learning about this, and I don't—they're just discovering these AIs who, that that are learning off humans that are going to be their new uh, buddies. You know what I mean? That's your new friend. You know, you don't need these real friends. You need these surrogate yeah. friends. These these uh, digital friends, these people that will always understand you and always, and I think it's going to, what it is, it's trying to learn more about the emotions. Cause you know, they came out with that Amazon watch. I think we talked about that, right? The, the Amazon yeah, watch. A while that, back. Yeah. We talked about that a while back. They got the Amazon watch that like, um, 
picks up your emotions and like uh, all that stuff. And they're trying to get more stuff into that because they want the not only the data of what are you buying, how are you feeling, why do you yeah. feel this way, so they can sell you more things and so they can angle more things to make it easier to control you. Yep, and discover new emotional triggers. There's a lot they can learn from this stuff. And it kind of, like you were saying, with kids being like kind of pushed towards befriending like AI or bots on on like digital platforms, that ties in with uh, that first article, you know, from Zero Hedge. And saying like a big part of the new job market and training stuff is going to be pushing people into designing and programming AIs and maintaining it. Yeah, no, for sure. Most definitely. Programming, too, in general, has been something they've pushed for such a long time. Remember, like, they're like, hey, we'll get rid of the coal mines. We'll just teach everybody how to program. They think, every like, programmers are, like, what everybody's going to be because we're just going to be – that's all we could be in the machine pretty much. And I've spent a little time on that, and it's not as easy as they make it sound like. It's not like you can get trained to, like, do this – within a couple months let's le- like learning a new language <laughs> yeah oh, for it sure. takes a couple sure. years <laughs> and then it also and then it, that also to consider that yeah it takes you a couple years but imagine someone that has never really no shit about computers at all like we at least have some understanding of what a computer and we kind of know what programming is like even though so if that would take us a couple years someone that doesn't even know how to use a rotary phone <laughs> yeah i mean and I think that's where they're going to be pushing that on the kids a lot more. You know, that's going to be part of the education. But it is what it is. That's kind of the future, one way or the other, good or bad. I mean, hopefully it can be like more of a choice rather than like, oh, you're assigned to become a computer yeah. programmer yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you like get out of middle school or whatever with yeah. the accelerated learning stuff. It's uh, crazy times, man. And then one of uh, some of the articles I was digging through, too, because, you know, I was trying to find and I know you try to find it too. a lot of the hypocrisy, you know, like like the like big old hypocrite shit that they do. Like this one was the best. The San Francisco Chronicles amidst outbreak majority. What's it called? Majority of medically high risk prisoners were not considered for release. So amidst the pandemic. The, the the medically the people with major medical problems in prisons in state jails and county jails were not even considered <laughs> up for release. It's just it's just ass backwards. But yet the pedophiles they let out immediately. There was a bunch of pedophiles they let out. Oh, accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know like how a lot of people in like kind of like people like Tim Pool for example he always puts like this media agenda and like a lot of the stuff that's going on kind of down to like willful ignorance from the people in charge or like uh, kind of making dumb mistakes because they're stupid. But I think there's a lot more malicious intent involved with some of these actions, especially like the way they were releasing a lot of pedophiles and, you know, violent criminals out of jail. But that's interesting. I didn't uh, read into that one, but it makes sense. The, yeah. If they could kill him off by keeping him in jail, that's a win for them, really. Oh, yeah, it's a double win because, uh, like, first of all, you're you're getting more money probably for a, a patient with a, maj- a major uh, – an inmate with a major medical issue is probably way more money that you're getting from the state and from the federal government because most of these prisons are private. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, the county jails are owned by each county, but those, but those counties use that as a moneymaker. Because that's how you make your money. Like in California, pe- the jail system is fucked. Like people don't <laughs> realize how fucked it is. Like when you go into jails, like motherfuckers are stacked on stacked of each other. Like it's crazy. They have these things called boats. Like there's a two man cell and then they fucking throw them on a fucking plastic bed and they're like, oh, we need more room. <laughs> that's how packed it is in there. Yeah, it's, it's been bad. like that. Yeah, it's bad. And it's crazy because they let out you know, the most extreme people. And now they're going to lock up just normal folks that are just trying to run their businesses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or for complaining about that, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Upset. Like, and, and that's why I was glad you put this. Cause, um, I, I like how, when we, uh, when, when we try to keep like more, um, not just positive, but the energy of other people trying to fight back and trying to, especially people that are way more qualified than us. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Dr. Woodgard and Dr. Yeadon 
request a stop of all corona vaccination studies and call for co-signing the petition. <coughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I only have like a couple of the bullet points of their concerns here, but yeah, um, the formation of so-called non-neutralizing antibodies can lead to an exaggerated immune reaction, especially when the test person is confirmed with real wild virus uh, after vaccination. This is so-called antibody-dependent amplification, ADE, has long been known from experiments with corona vaccines in cats, for example. In the course of these studies, all cats that initially tolerated the vaccination uh, died after catching the wild virus. The vaccina- uh, Point two, the vaccinations are expected to produce antibody spikes against or spike proteins of SARS-CoV-2. However, spike proteins also contain Cycytin uh, or syncytin homo, homologous homo, uh, homologous proteins, which are essential for the formation of a placenta in mammals such as humans, and must be absolutely ruled out that a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2 could trigger an immune reaction against uh, syncytin 1, as otherwise infertility and indefinite duration could result in vaccinated women. And that's the real concerning point coming yes. from doctors. Um, if there's any truth to that and there's like a percentage of people that will be affected by that, I mean, then we're going to have a lot of people that were saying vaccines are a part of the population eugenics con- uh, agenda. And they're going to be right about that because that it will be a long term effect that will devastate population growth. Oh, for sure. And that, and, and that's a lot what I'm hearing lately, like on the, that's been something that's been talked about a lot more is that this whole sterilization. Cause there was also that study in China that they were talking about and they were talking about, you know, infer- uh, infertile men, you know, like killing sperm off. And then, and then there's these infertile. So it, it is very interesting to find out. And, and we do know that there is a lot of people that believe in eugenics. There is a lot of people that believe that there should be only um, so many people on this earth. Like, this is not something fundamentally like this has been ingrained in a lot of people, even religions, for instance. What's it? Um, Jehovah's Witnesses only believe like what, like 200,000 people are going to heaven because I always used to joke with them. They would like knock on my door and they'd be like, and I'll be like, well, why do you want to convert me? I was like, if you only believe like 150,000 people are going to go to heaven, if you convert me, I might take your spot. <laughs> oh, man. He used to get shocked, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a funny uh, way of looking at that, but definitely, um, I think that's kind of, you know, it's wild because it is kind of ingrained in the programming that they've been putting forward. It's like, there's too many people on the earth and global warming is being affected by, yes. you know, the third world countries like India and China trying to, you know, industrialize. And therefore, we need to reduce the population to kind of counter the global warming thing, which I'm not convinced is as much of a threat as they say it is. But as usual, it's a. Uh, it's, uh, oh, we're all gonna die. Oh. Everything is, man. That's like this article too, man. It was 2021 going to be going to be catastrophic. UN warned it faces worst crisis in its history. We're now looking literally at 2021 being the worst humanitarian crisis year since the beginning of the United Nations, uh, United Nations, and we're going to have to step up. It says also, if we if we are if we are strategic and put the funds to these particular icebergs before us, I believe that we can get through 2021 while we work with the vaccines to rebuild the economies. Famine of biblical proportions looms over humanity due to COVID-19 UN food uh, chief warns. So, like, they're going hard on all that, 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 uh, all of this doom and gloom and we're all dead and you're all going to fucking die, you know? It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, there definitely is a food crisis, but, um, and we're seeing that even here in the States, like, the lines for food banks are getting longer, I guess. Um, in a couple metro areas, they had like 30 times the amount of traffic <laughs> than they would than they normally would. So I think there's something to it for sure, and it's something to look out for. But 
it's almost like, you know, part of the, like you're saying, the fear programming and the propaganda of it too. It's like, we're producing more food than we ever have. Yeah. Well, well this is the thing too. And again, wasting more too. <laughs> I'm going to go on with uh, what Ron Paul, another thing Ron Paul said, he, he always gets the good stuff. And he says, he was like, yes, there is food lines, which is true. He's like, but if you look at the pictures of the people in the food lines today, compared to the people standing and what they look like standing in the food lines in the depression, people who had cars here with gas and pretty decent clothes, like not saying they're super rich and I'm not saying there isn't poor people. And, but like a lot of these food lines are just people. It's because of the chain that was broken. It's not because that people are so impoverished and the depression you're talking about people with no shoes dirt all over their face fucking rags on and then getting a piece of bread and trying to split that like 30 people yeah and i think that that we gotta like put that into perspective but we're going but we're letting them uh like like i said like i understand that there's food shortages and especially in the third world countries that's a totally different thing but Again, why are we not finding ways to show them how to uh, harness their resources to make them in a positive impact? It's not about being like, here, here's a fucking vaccine. It's about, hey, uh, let me show you how refrigeration works. Let me show you how sewage works. Let me show you how, you know, you can uh, build better hospitals, safer hospitals, whatever, whatever that may be. That is help that they need, Not, not us dictating what they should do with their lives and jabbing them with vaccines. Yeah. And I mean, the U.N. is just going to want donations from you know the wealthier nations to just give them monsanto food in the third world you know they're not going to teach them they're not going to give them seeds they're not going to give them fishing nets they're going to give them monsanto you know yeah. corporate poison food <laughs> either that gmo fucking uh lab created meat or it's going to be that fucking bugs. yeah there's a big push for that <laughs> insects is the other one <laughs> yeah not down I like my red meats, and yeah. I'm not really going to go along with that. Like, the the whole vegan push and it being tied to climate change has been going on for a while now, but... Oh, yeah. Well, I've been studying uh, a lot of the Club of Rome lately, like, and getting into the Club of Rome, and they pretty much started all these environmental, fucking friendly, safe this and safe that. So it's like, obviously, I love the environment. I don't think you should fucking throw trash on the ground. I think we f- need to find better ways of uh of disposing of waste like first of all why is why are we making plastics then if you care about the environment so much why do you allow them to make plastics why aren't you letting making everything be hemp everything should be made out of hemp because it's biodegradable yeah but then they don't want to talk about that one yeah they don't well i mean they did legalize or the house uh passed legalization of marijuana but i didn't really read into the bill or whatever but (coughs) that's interesting timing to say the least. One of my buddies, like, because I did post about it, and he told me, and he's right, man. He posts back about it, and it's actually just more bu- uh, bureaucracy. There's gonna, they are creating new agencies that are gonna regulate uh, the whole industry and try to. So I was like, man, of course, nothing's ever just uh, free, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah, instead of decriminalizing it, they want to legalize it so there's tax revenue, and then they're creating, you know, that the bureaucratic. Uh, the bureaucracy to go with it and yeah. employ more people there. I put and you know you're not going to be – oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, you know, it's not going to be able to like, you know, small mom and pop farms. It's going to be like these big mega farms. Exactly. The, 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 the ones that are already fucking pumping up their fucking animals full of steroids. The yeah. Mom and pops are the ones that are going to get destroyed. Yeah. That's why I think they're going after the restaurant game, too, because people don't realize that the restaurant, these small business restaurants, it's not just, oh, you're shutting down the restaurant. You're also shutting down a farm uh, that either that probably provides them with all the vegetables and all the meat and all their milks and everything. Now, those farmers have to find new ways to sell that because it's not like it's a, a fucking electronic where you can have it for at least a couple months or yeah. a year and be the same and not matter. You know what I mean? You need to be, that needs to be sold like as soon as you're cutting the cow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we saw that kind of with the beginning of this year in the first lockdown, there was tons of, you know, yep. agricultural goods, dairy products and stuff being destroyed because, you know, none of the grocery stores could take it because the supply chains were so messed up yep. by restaurants being closed and people being locked down. It's a kind of crazy cycle. It's they're going to be putting us through again. It looks like. Yeah, I know. It's the same movie. I keep saying that. I'm like, man, at least change it a little bit. 
But well, maybe yeah. we'll get aliens this month. That's what's supposed to happen, right? <laughs> oh, we're seeing lots of uh, yeah. strange little, little signs that that's coming our way. I added these two articles today because I just wanted. I'm just gonna kind of briefly go through them. I added them because I wanted to see what you think. I kind of already could tell what you might think, but first it was about the. Do you need a ticket to see the Rockefeller Christmas tree? There are changes in place this year. So they were talking about how basically like you're going to have to maybe purchase a ticket and you can only be there for like four to five minutes per person. That one. And then I thought this kind of correlated with it a little bit, too. Um, and it was talking about Biden uh, will ask America to wear to wear a mask for the first hundred days while he's in office. Well, it looks like they're just trying to make a solid buck off the Rockefeller tree. I don't know if they've run out of cash because <laughs> from what I saw of the pictures of that tree, it looked pretty pathetic compared to past yeah. ones. But I mean, maybe it, so I didn't read the, the first article, but was that to kind of make it more COVID safe? Yeah, basically it was, you know, it's to, to um, uh, not just safe, but yeah, so people aren't congregated and not clustered up together. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much to eliminate a lot of that. It just seems like there's, you know, they're just going to go harder in the paint with uh, the COVID fear mongering and the lockdown stuff. So they're, they're, that, they're all part of the same group and the same system that's lockstep right there. Oh, yeah. And, From and, Rockefeller and, uh, to the Biden administration. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I like the co the connection I made, too. And I think it's just kind of like, you know, more of the, hey, you can get freedoms back if you do this. Or we can do stuff in this whole new normal of, like, you know, like, that's why in that song I'm working on, it's called New Normal. And it talks with, like, Klaus Schwab in the beginning where he says, you know, everybody assumes we're going to go back to this no, the normal, normal of what we're used to. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's not going to be like that. Their normal is is more than just uh, it's it's this whole like where we're gonna like how long have every uh, how many truthers and I'm like I'm not saying us but way people way before us and like for years even have been talking about uh, that forced vaccinations talking about having paperwork and having digital identification showing that you've been vaccinated or got it, it's here they they're putting it on CNN right in front of our face telling us this is what the card will look like. It's not that big a deal, like da 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 da, and I'm like, wow, it's and they're making it seem like it's not a big deal, and people are like accepting it. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny, man. Like, there's so many different points you could go go with that. It's uh, even with like the social credit scores, they're kind of you know wheeling that out as well, and digital currencies. It's all coming together now, and uh real dystopian sort of picture of where they want to kind of social engineer us towards as a society. Yeah, most definitely. And that's what it, a lot of the stories that like, even the next two stories we're kind of like going into it was, uh, you know, talking about how Biden's economic advisors believe in the benefit of globalization. You know what I mean? They believe they, they don't want America first. You know what I mean? And, and people are trying to put this whole thing of like, if you're talking about America first, that then you're racist or or you're um somehow like a nationalist which which is kind of weird because i think you are a nationalist because i think that's how most people are because you're about your nation so that's very confusing line to me all the time but they don't want people to be proud of america whatsoever that's what this all has been because every single country has mistakes we all have fucked up shit but it's the globalization so you have to to beat down other countries you got to be like man france sucks you can't be proud to be from france you can't be proud from being from brazil you can't be proud from being from mexico or america etc fill in the, the the country because what they're saying is that we need to have a collectivism it's not about you anymore it's not about me it's about the better for everyone and i'm like man it's bullshit because it never works it never works like that we're we're equal but we're all equally fucking in a shitty situation yeah and it they're just trying to stigmatize as much as possible, you know, like people's identity, whether it's, you know, the country you're proud of or where you're from. It's like there's really nothing wrong with being like proud of where you're from, even if they're like, I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. I'm proud of Ameri to be American, but there's definitely some shady shit, especially our government uh, that they've done in the past, you know, to other people and to our own people. So it's always like. I don't know. They just want to stigmatize it and kind of destroy the identity of 
you know, nation states. Therefore, they can kind of roll out the one world order or one world government. Yeah, as in, and as if that would be any different, like as if they wouldn't be in a constant wars with other countries, as if they wouldn't be stealing resources or manipulating uh, governments to uh, or influence people in, sh- in power and in, in positions of power to do things they want or regulations or whatever benefits them. That's what I think is funny is like when people like the World Economic Forum and people are actually paying attention and giving this mind or the Bilderberg Group. These are just these aren't a bunch of scientists. These are just a bunch of fucking economic motherfuckers that like know about like how uh, governments work, uh, different systems and different ideologies. And they're they're basically just a a part of this whole uh, one fraction of the people that are pushing for this one world government because they will be the oligarchs at the top. They're all oligarchs. They're all people that are just. Uh, constantly making money off uh, of the little guy and then the we're supposed to believe that they have us our best interest and i don't see that i i, I can't see that i'm like i no way man there's no way you yeah. don't know how i live it's definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing um i'd say because they they definitely have their rhetoric where very uh eugenicists kind of need to reduce global population and then they're saying oh we're we're here we're looking out for you this is for your your own good you know take the vaccine wear your mask lose your business to a lockdown like they don't have our best interests at heart and if you think they do you're fooling yourself (laughs) especially just think about this uh covid19 pops up and then schwab is like man you know what really would be cool a great reset like, what, how does that inspire you to destroy the completely and then this whole build back better? Like, so you, it was obvious, like, and they don't just think of these things. Like, he didn't just think of that at the spur of the moment. Build back better wasn't some like, hey, like this. These are think tanks that are thinking about this constantly that are trying to shape the world. What they may think is the right thing. Like, I know, like, I try to emphasize that on, too, because it's not like I'm trying to say, oh, everybody's some evil fucking Thanos character. What it is, is that it more or less keeps it to a level of where they're just trying to push us into the direction uh, uh, of fighting each other so that they can get the plan they want. Because that's the end goal is oligarchs in charge. Always oligarchs look out for oligarchs and people should be looking out for people. And that's not happening as much as I would like to see. Yeah, definitely. There are, you are seeing some signs of it too. Like uh, the restaurant owner in New York. Oh yeah. That was beautiful. A lot of people rallying around him and it's the truth right there if we all open up together there's no way they can stop it i threw this one in here just for a little uh comic relief i know <laughs> you had to see this right the uh democratic socialist aoc gets destroyed for selling 58 dollar tax to rich shirts <laughs> yeah i saw that i thought that was pretty uh ironic like, <laughs> ironic you know like the kind of wannabe democratic socialist communist whatever selling sweaters for 58 dollars yeah. 58 dollars holy cow i mean she's probably expecting a good return on that i guess well i'll give her like it's not that's not so bad because a lot of sweatshirts do are pricey <laughs> you're looking at and it did say made in usa on it which was interesting too yeah she She's a character, man. I just think it's funny that people don't see past the theater of people like her. Like, I'm like, really? Like, you don't see that she's just a fucking theater act, man. She she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's like Greta Thunberg. You know, you take away their little script. They don't know what to say. Yeah, I was going to say that. And I was going through Blaze as well because I like Blaze. That's another uh, uh, outlet I like to read. But a lot of people report about this, though. The Tulsi Gabbard backs Trump's veto threat on the defense bill over Section 230. 230s big tech protections. I was, I thought I love Tulsi, man. I think Tulsi sticks her not not neck out there and um like no other politician does because she's constantly talking about uh pardon Julian Assange. She's talking about uh pardoning Snowden. She doesn't care. She's very uh uh bipartisan. She doesn't try to uh not bipartisan, is that the right word? Yeah, bipartisan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's almost like she just kind of outside of the partisan bubbles a little bit and she's like more willing to kind of represent her constituency and actually, you know, do things that are good for the people or at least try to. Yeah, she she seems to she's a, at least kind of a rare breed in yes. uh, Congress. <laughs> I, I would totally agree with that because um, 
it just seems that um, she has our best interest. At least she wants to have our best interest. She wants to bring the troops home. She wants to pardon people like Assange. She has a lot, a lot of what she believes. Like, they're so stupid. I'm telling you, man. If the Democrats, like, obviously, maybe Biden won or whatever. But, like, if they really wanted to shake things up, but they didn't, Tulsi would have been the one. Tulsi was who I, I would have voted for Tulsi. I probably would have too, honestly. But I think uh, that would have got. But then, like, she just did so much hate. Like, I think because she was from yeah. some religious group, I guess, and the religious group was very anti-LGBT, I guess, at one point. And then, so she still has. I don't understand why some people uh, do something or are a part of something, and they're they're chastised for life. And then some people could like. And then Biden was like, "Yeah, fuck, fuck gay marriage. It's not a real thing." And then he was like, "Oh yeah, now it's cool." And that was like literally like uh, like five years difference or something and they're like nah that was old and i'm like what like in tulsi's yeah. thing happened when she was like 17 18 or something she was a kid you know yeah. what i mean and i'm like i just don't get it some people's scars last forever and some are like ah that's gonna be right yeah you're well they're Biden, gonna push you whatever you want <laughs> yeah exactly they're, they're gonna you know push the controversies they want to make the people that they don't really control look bad I know we're not going to probably be able to get through because uh, we're probably like at like 15-ish minutes. So I don't want to – I know me. You know me. I fucking throw too many articles because there's so much shit, man. So I just want to have the capability of trying to dig through it. And plus so then I have stuff to like post. But um, I thought this that we should like really focus on this one. I saw tons of articles about this as well. It was hackers targeting uh, firms in vaccine supply chain. IBM warns. And I also saw other articles talking about um, uh, if it was a terror, that terrorists are trying to attack these vaccines. So I'm wondering if that our vaccine thing, this whole little uh, is kind of like uh, trying to bring back the terrorist boogeyman. Right. So like, say something happens to one of the vaccines. Right. I don't obviously that's why they have so many vaccines. So say they attack it and that's going to be considered another attack on America and freedom and it's going to be able to push agenda for more war. Yeah, and more of a police state and kind of yes. that security apparatus on on our own soil, especially if they're saying they're quote unquote domestic terrorists because you know they're hacking information about where the the logistics of how they're going to distribute the vaccines really. And that's funny you said domestic terrorists because even Eric uh, bitch ass Garcetti of Los Angeles, he said that anybody that doesn't wear a mask is a domestic terrorist. Yeah. See, the rhetoric's already being pushed out like that. Anyone that goes against them is, you know, labeled with the T word, I guess. Yeah. No matter how much you show them about the, you know, PCR false positives. Uh, that was another one I had. I think, uh, uh, Lockdown skeptics. That's a pretty. I'm sure that uh, that's a pretty good one. If anybody ever has to check out, that's a good website. Uh, Lockdownskeptics.org. Uh, they talk about the PCR false positive pseudo epidemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what it is. It's a case demic. It's about case, case, case. That's all they've been talking about the last three months. Now there yeah, is. Yeah, they haven't mentioned the numbers. declining death curve at all, but case numbers have gone through the roof. Except Biden has. Put. Except Biden just threatened though. He was like, we could lose another 250,000 people by, by February? I'm like, so what did he, he say that? that? Yeah, he I said missed that. that. Oh, I'm going to have to post that up then. Yeah, he, he said uh, that, he, that if we don't start getting this shit under control, 250,000 more people could die just by February. So I'm like, wait a second. So it took 260,000 people to die from supposedly at first March to uh now right but now all of a sudden that same number is gonna just that that many people are just gonna drop dead within two months like not even two months within like a month and a half i'm like that statistically that doesn't even make sense like that could happen no i either i'm thinking maybe he he added an extra zero in there or he's just trying to up the fear no he's bad with his numbers though oh the cdc said that too i'm wondering how they can come up to that conclusion i i don't really see it even being possible it, even if we dropped all the lockdown measures and masks and everything and just let it run rampant i don't think it would even get to that number yeah and i think a lot of it like i saw uh 
see that he says there's supposed to be a trucker uh, shut down at the end of November, but never happened. And I think that might have been another thing, too. I think that um, we're all kind of being played a little bit. I think people are throwing things out there. I think that there's so much fear going on, whether it's someone trying to fear monger or somebody just trying to like troll or whatever. There's with the sensitive of the situations. I think it's been easy to manipulate people because I really thought something was going to happen with that truck thing. But nothing happened it doesn't seem like it have affected anything like it doesn't even seem like they uh parked the trucks they probably were like damn we need money fuck it or i don't know yeah. but it seemed like that was maybe another psyop though like it's there's constantly these operations that are trying to get us so scared that we'll do whatever they want yeah i saw some stuff on that too i saw a couple of clips of people that appeared to be truckers that were saying they were gonna do a trucker strike but um yeah i don't know i didn't see anything in the news or anything about it. So maybe partially it's economics, like, you know, blue collar workers like that. It's tough to do long-term strikes like that. You know, you have to provide for your family. Yeah, of course too. Like, and that's why I keep telling people, everybody's situation is uh, completely different from anybody else's, you know, like what you got to do for you. That's why I keep telling people, do what you got to do for you. If you got to stay open and not comply, then stay open and not comply. If if closing your business is the best thing for you to do in your situation, then close your – I don't know. I can't say uh, for each person. So I'm just all about civil liberties and people being able to make the choice themselves. Always. I agree. And I will end with this last story. This is another kind of weird, funny story that I just thought it was I, – I, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, it's Adolf Hitler – wins election in, in Nambia. Politician named after Nazi leader sweeps the victory, but promises I'm not striving for world domination. I know, I saw that story. That's, <laughs> you know, a good laugh right there. In Africa, they have kind of a, a interesting tradition. They'll name their kids after famous figures. So, yeah, that's why. There you go. His, back when he was born, I, I imagine that was uh, probably after the war or so, but. Still, See, it, I always it, thought Adolf is a shitty name, though. Like, it's not even like I don't know. I'm not a fan, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird name. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting, though. Like, uh, what a time in 2020 for a Hitler to fucking win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, uh, like, like I said, that's pretty much like uh a wrap down of what we got on this week. You know, I, I, next we'll be here on Wednesday. Uh, every Wednesday, we kind of just, uh, we're not sure the subject. I might have uh, one of our, uh, our buddies, Rodrigo. He might, he wants to hop on too as well. He wants to talk a little bit more about like, you know, elevating our gens and our frequencies. And I think that might be important too as well. So every Wednesday, we're going to have the people's forum. That's at, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, you know, where we chop up topics. We uh, kind of answer more questions and we kind of interact a little bit more. And then you got every Sundays where we just do a rundown of the, you know, the mainstream media and uh, the independent journalists and podcasters out there that have a bunch of information. This is the Truth Report. I'm Sean Chris. This is my man, Sebastian Farr. And we, like I said, we're here every Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, man. So, I'm going to end out on this little clip right here. And, uh, you know, I'll see you guys next week. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. If you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.